Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? Going to start off with a little advantage ACC as the Atlantic Coast Conference shuffles their schedule, eliminates their divisions, what this would look like in other conferences, and why the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 should look at this model and give a little injection shot of steroids. So we're going to look at that. Also, bottle cap time. The NIL, we've talked about this. This is our first real summer with this, and it's going to get worse. There are There is a certain business in America, think about it right now, that's making exorbitant profits. Those companies have big boosters in college football and they're about ready to crush everybody. NILs, these recruiting tools now, these collectives, you need to put a cap on it. You just do. So we're going to talk about that. And also Freddie Freeman in the news. He's upset. He's sad in LA, not sad cashing that paycheck, but he's sad. He misses Atlanta. Oh, he's homesick. I have zero sympathy for Freddie Freeman. None. He fired his agent. His agent hosed him. How? By getting him more money? He didn't have to sign with them. This is buyer's remorse. I have zero sympathy for Freddie Freeman. So we're going to look at that as well. Remember, Harpon Sports, the bar, at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. Via the auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. Harpon Sports, the Facebook page. And of course, HarponSports.com, where we have our latest article up, looking at baseball building back better. Baseball building back better. Some may argue that America is not building back better. Infrastructure-wise, we are. And that's what we look at. What baseball can do over the next 10 years or what events on the field can take place in the next decade that can have baseball rising like a phoenix amongst its ashes. All right. Start off a little advantage ACC. Looking at this, I love what the ACC decided to do. I love it. The ACC adopting a 3-5-5 rotation. Three cemented opponents every single year. Followed by the next five on the list. They wash out. Then the next five on the list. So when it's all said and done, a senior that stays there four years will get to play everybody home and away at least once. At least once. The three on your schedule, you're going to get to play home and away twice. I like that. I do. Now, the SEC can't actually do that and play everybody because they have 16 teams and not 14. The ACC has Notre Dame in there as well, so it's a little bit of a curveball. But you go through and look at the schedule, you need to protect your big games. FSU, Miami, protected. Clemson, Florida State, protected. Virginia, Virginia Tech, protected. Okay. Miami, Boston College, protected. Those are on those continual three team rotations every year. So, okay. The, the ACC actually did this three, five and five with three common opponents. Well, what would this look like for the rest of college football? Well, the big 10 can get away with it the exact same way because they have 14 teams, right? So the big 10 could adopt a three, five and five model as well. But the minute you go above eight games or you go above 14 teams, it becomes nearly impossible. The PAC 12 sits at 12 what could they do? They could go 2-11 and 11 if you ever get to 13 games. Or they could go 1-11 and 11 where you play 11 conference points. But they're not going to do that. 
So the Pac-12 finds itself in even a more bizarre position than anybody else. The Pac-12 could actually do what? The Pac-12 could go, well, again, you got to get to 11, right? Because it's not 12. So you can go 3, 4, and 4. That gets you to 11. If you want to play 11 conference games, that gets you to 7 conference games. Excuse me, 3, 4, and 4. 4, 4? But then it'd be 4, 4, 3. 3, 4, 4? Then you're down to seven conference games. See what I'm saying? The the 12's tricky. So I looked at the SEC. The Big Ten can do exactly what the ACC is doing. And then you'd have protected opponents like, let's face it, Ohio State's protected opponents would be who? Ohio State's protected opponents would be Michigan, of course. Ohio State's protected opponent then would be, would you have Penn State in there as well? Indiana's protected opponent would be Purdue and vice versa. Michigan would have Ohio State and Michigan State, right? And then you get out a third in there, whoever you end up adding. But the eliminating of the divisions, look, I'm okay with this, what the ACC is doing. I actually like it. I went through and looked at the SEC. The SEC can't really adopt a method that allows you to play everyone home and away at least once. It just won't let you do it. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you play Georgia your freshman year at home. Then you play Georgia on the road your sophomore year. Then that would be it, right? Because then you'd rotate the other two in there. As the new cycle comes in. So, and look, there's going to be one opponent. Anyway, the SEC would try to copy this. Now, if you go up in games, you can pull it off. But I seriously doubt you're going to get to the point where you have 10 conference games. So I was looking at this from the SEC. There's certain games you need to protect, right? And you've got to get to that number 15 over a three-year cycle. That's what the ACC did, right? With 3, 5, and 5, you get to 13 out of 14 over a three-year cycle. So in a three-year cycle, you have to find a way to get to that magic number. Well, how could you do it as the SEC? You'd have to have a 10-game schedule, and it would be 5-5-5. Five, five, and five. There's a way for the SEC to get there. 5-5-5. Five, five, and five. five protected games every year, five rotate, then the five other ones come in. Get you to a 10-game schedule. Is the SEC about ready to go to a 10-game schedule? I'd like to see it. A 10-game slate pulls this off, but they're not going to do that. So what are your other options? Your other options are 3-4-4-4, four, 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 which means there are two teams you're only going to play once in your career. Actually, there's going to be a couple teams you only get to play. Yeah, there's well, there's going to be eight teams that you may only get to play once. Four, without a doubt, you only get to play once. And then depending on if you stay, you know. What's the other one? The other option is 6-3-3-3. Three, three, three. But that's if you go to nine. So I gave you a seven-game option, and I gave you a nine-game option. What's an eight-game option look like? Well, you do three and five, but you really can't do three or, or three and five. Yeah, you do three and five, but that rotation would be what? Three, five, five that gets you to 13. You're still two away. You had Texas and Oklahoma to the mix. It makes the SEC's got their hands full with this. The SEC almost has to go to nine games. Almost has to. And if you go to nine games, you can pull it off. Again, a seven-game schedule, and you're not going to do seven in this conference, would be three, four, and four. And then another four. The best thing for the SEC, if you want to pull this off, is six, three, and three. Now, you're not going to play everybody. What would that look like? Well, if, you, if again, or, really, when you think about it, three and six, and there's where it slides in. Three, six, and six is basically what you have to do if you're the SEC. Where the rest of the conferences are doing three and eight, three, six, and six would work. Because it gets you to 15, doesn't it? Three constants, six rotators. And then the other six rotate. The only way with Texas and Oklahoma coming in to pull this off if you're the SEC is three, six, and six. 
Now, what would that look like? I think it'd be a combination. If you're the Florida Gators, you're three, six, and six or who? Tennessee, Georgia, LSU are your three constants. If you're Florida, then you can get to four in here if you want. But then again, that makes things tricky, doesn't it? If you get to four games, then what do you do? You got to find a way for that number to equal to 11 outside of those four games because you got to get to 15. So you can't do four, six, and five. You got to find a way to protect three opponents. Three and six, the SEC's magic number is six rotators, three permanent. And I wrote this down for Florida. You're, you, you'd have a debate, right? You'd have Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Kentucky. What would you do? You got to have Georgia in there. And then after Georgia, what? You're Florida? You have to have Tennessee in there? Is that Tennessee or Kentucky? Alabama's going to have Tennessee and Alabama's going to have Auburn. So then if you're Tennessee, you're like, I got Florida and I have... See, Tennessee would be the easiest one, right? Tennessee would be Florida, would it? You know Tennessee... Well, Tennessee's going to want Kentucky in there. You're going to bust up some rivalries. You just are. There's no way to do this without busting up some rivalries. Some things that have been taking place for a long time. It's a, it's a, that's the, pride, or the price you pay for adding Oklahoma and Texas. Now, the West could be a zoo, right? Because you know Texas is going to want A&M and Oklahoma on there every year. Then what would their other one be, Arkansas? Their permanent rotation? If you're Arkansas, you'd have LSU and Texas. For A&M, would you have Oklahoma and Texas? So, really, again, the, the way this methodology sets itself up, the only way to pull this off, if you're going to eliminate the divisions when, when Oklahoma and Texas comes in, is a 3-6-6 six, six model. It's the only way to pull it off. So, you know, it's, it's the only way to pull it off. How about this? If you want to play every, if you're a senior and you want to play everybody at home and on the road, if you're a, if you're a coach and you're one of the 16 coaches in this conference, you sit down and say, you know, we'd like to go to Texas and have Texas come here. We'd like to go to Missouri and have Missouri come here. We'd like to go to Alabama and have Alabama come here. The only way to do that is 366. It is. But it's an extra game. And look, that's what you should do anyway. And I went through and looked at protected games. Bama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia. A&M, Texas, Texas, Oklahoma. And let's face it, even, even Florida v. Arkansas is more interesting than a Florida non-conference game. And even Georgia's perspective, where now it gets kind of tricky as people have conference rivals out of the conference. It's a little tricky, right? With Florida's Florida State and Georgia, Georgia Tech, South Carolina, Clemson. But there's where we are with that. So the SEC, three, six, and six. Where the ACC is... Three, five, and five. Just an extra game. Extra conference game. Okay. That to this. Look, the NIL, I'm all in favor of athletes being compensated. But this has taken on a whole new meeting, hasn't it? See, what happened with this is boosters in universities got involved with it. They couldn't keep their hand. They couldn't leave well enough alone. They couldn't let the students do this on their own. Couldn't let the athletes do this on their own. They had to get involved. They had to get their collectives involved. And the University of Florida finds themselves neck deep in a mess after they lose out on a quarterback to Miami for less money. I went through and I made sure that I had all these numbers right. Because I think the stuff at this point, when it comes to collective, you almost you have to put a bottle cap on it. You have to, you have to lid this thing up. And this is what I've come up with. Each school, and you've got to put a number on it, $10 million per team per year. Now, football, basketball, however you want to trickle it down to other sports, this is your chance to get parity. College sports want to add parity. Here's how you get it. Here's your collective number. Boom. Because here's what's going to happen. 
Okay, before I get to the semantics of this, and I didn't realize that you had the Gator Collective and the Gator Guard, two different things, and <laughs> what's this guy's name? Hugh Hathcock that runs the Gator Guard, and how much money, these are just million-dollar boosters, they have this money and they throw it, and they go, oh, he turned down less to go somewhere else, how dare he? Well, don't we tell people all that if you're happy and take less money, Freddie Freeman? It's funny, people, I suppose, hey, what Freddie Freeman, he got guy took too much money, he's not happy. Well, here's a guy that'd be happy if he had less money. Why? Well, he needs to go where he's going to get the most money. It's it's funny how quickly the argument shifts based on whatever you enjoy on the menu. I do see this, though, right? Is it Jaden Rashada that got the $11 million offer? Look, unless you start to set up rules, wow. Now, the marketplace dictates this stuff usually, right? But the problem is the marketplace in the case of this isn't a, a fair market. Like, with baseball, you have a luxury tax, correct? With football, you have a salary cap, a hard cap. You need to get under that amount and you can finagle a little, little bit, a little money here, a little money there. But the collectives have turned into a mess. And what you find is the rich can't compete with the wealthy. It was all fun when the rich were competing against the middle class. What do I mean by that? The SEC competing against the, the Sun Belt, the Big Ten competing against the Mac. That was the rich competing with the middle class. Now that these collectives are involved, now you have the rich competing with the wealthy. Who are the wealthy in this case? I just happened to write them down. I don't care who you are. You're not competing with Jerry Jones's oil money in Arkansas. You're not. Oil companies are going to have record profits in quarter two, which is wrapping up here at the end of June, right? Quarter one was okay. You wait and see. April, May, June, quarter two. Company's going to make all the gas, six bucks a gallon, five bucks a gallon. Oil company's going to make record profits. Oil company CEOs, oil money in Texas, oil money in Oklahoma. Guess where that's going? You can't compete with oil money, no matter what you are. The only thing that can compete with oil money, I wrote down a couple names here. Red McCombs at Texas, because that's Red McCombs money. But even like when T. Boone Pickens is alive again, when you get oil money, Oklahoma, Texas, or oil money. Uh, the other one I wrote down was uh, Tim Cook, Auburn. Well, that's Apple money. That's The only thing close to oil money is Apple money. Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, funneling money into Auburn. That, that's Apple. And then Phil Knight, Nike, Oregon, Nike money. Nike money and Apple money are the only thing that's even close to oil money. But oil's going to make record profits. So you got boosters. They're going to make $200 million record profits. What are they going to... You can't compete with that. Florida can't compete with that. Florida, none of you guys can. Again, the collectives became a problem. The guards became a problem when it was the rich competing with the wealthy. When it was the rich competing against the middle class, nobody cared. But now the rich upset at the wealthy. So what do you do? You have to curb it. You have to curb it. Could you imagine... And look, eventually salary caps hit. You got to let this guy go. You got to sign this guy for more money. And well, certain teams can make more money, yeah, but then they get with the luxury tax. And then teams like the Tampa Bay Rays, teams that you know the Minnesota Twins, these teams get money from the luxury tax and they sit on it. <laughs> so then at that point, it's up to you whether or not you want to put more money into this thing. The NFL kind of makes you do it. So you got to cap it. Whatever that number is, you got to cap it because none of you are competing with oil money in Texas. Nike money in Oregon, or oil money in Texas and Oklahoma, Nike money at Oregon, 
and Apple Money at Auburn with Tim Cook. And if they love football enough, you don't even want to start screwing around with Silicon Valley money. Yeah. You know, Elon Musk doesn't really like sports. He's not really... That's not really Silicon Valley money. That's its own money. But what's Silicon Valley money? I mean, if Zuckerberg want to get involved with this, he's a Harvard guy. I don't really do Harvard football. I love Boston College. Could be a mess. Not really. BC's not going to get involved. But there's other schools, Silicon Valley money. And again, and Jeff Bezos, what would he be interested? See, see where we're going? Amazon money would be the closest thing you have to these other things. So you got to put a cap on it. You just have to. Collective cap. I say 10 million per team a year. If not, you know, the wealthy are going to price out the rich. It happens. What was Chris Rock always say? He said, Shaq is rich. The guy that signs Shaq's checks is wealthy. Talking about Dr. Jerry Buss. It's funny. You look back at it, it's like, he's right. Shaq's rich. The guy who signs Shaq's check, wealthy. You know, movie stars are rich. People that run movie studios. Mm-mm. Okay, so put a cap on it. Wrapping with this, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman signs a massive deal. He wanted an extra year this offseason. What the big question was between the sixth and seventh year. In uh, you know, Freddie's on the other side of thirty. He took a discount to stay in Atlanta the first time. Took more money up front, right? But basically, took a discount. Loved in Atlanta. Wins a World Series. Goes and signs with the Dodgers. You got an extra year of guaranteed money. Well, he's sad out in L.A. And I have no sympathy for him. None. It's not because of all the money he's making. He could have signed an extension with Atlanta anytime he wanted. Well, his agent wanted more money. All he had to do was say, I want to be a brave. Get me close. And if it was just a hang up about an extra year... Then it was well, his agent wasn't talking to the Braves. All for agents work for you. All you had to do is walk in and say, Hey, I want to be there. Agent's gonna to try to get you the most money he can. And if somebody's offering you a six-year deal, guaranteed money, somebody's offering you a seven-year deal, guaranteed money, the seven-year deal is the better deal. Well, California's tax rate, even with the California's tax rate, an extra $30 million or $25 million out there, you you cover up those state income taxes. Everybody acts like state in, income tax, like 40%. The three, four, even in the high states, it's seven. At the high, high, highest level. But then also, do the star of L.A., more money. If that were the case, what, 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 what city, what, I don't even know what professional city, what, everybody would live in Green Bay, right? That's where you can afford the most bang for your buck with a house. Aaron Rodgers lived there? Have a home? A big one, anyway? It's for the off-seasons there. So, hey, look, I get it. I get it. I understand you know, having second thoughts on things. I do. But being sad, crying, upset in the dugout, pouting, then firing your agent did me wrong. How'd your agent do you wrong? He got you more money and more guaranteed money per year. Freddie could have ended this last year in the middle of the year. At the end of the year, he could have gone in there and said, I want a World Series of the Braves. Look, let's sign a four-year. Let's stay here. I want to stay here. I'm happy here. Sign a four-year deal here. Then firing his agent. If I think about it, if you were Freddie Freeman's agent, I'd sit around and say, okay, Freddie, what did I do wrong? I got you more money to play for the Dodgers. I got you more money in more years to play for the Dodgers. I didn't know it was going to be what? Hard being out in LA? Going to be away from everybody? All oh, the Braves, not much ex- expectations in Atlanta, but in LA, they expect you to live up to the $30 million a year billing. They expect 35 and 100. 
They expect you to hit more than two home runs a month. Zero. Look, and it's not that. It's not just the money. It's the blame game. You didn't have to sign that contract. The agent could have said, here's seven years, 160. Or 180 or whatever it was. Freddie could have said, you know what? I Nah. Nah. I want to know how Freddie Freeman's agent hosed him. How? Did the Braves not offer a deal? Did they not? And what if he'd walked in and told his agent, hey, I want to be in Atlanta. Freddie could have ended this at any time. Any time. Well, his agent, his agent really didn't. Didn't what? Got him more money, more years. Freddie. Boo-hoo. You know, there are jerks in sports, and Freddie seems like a nice guy. But this is one of these things. You can make more money. You get to play for the Dodgers. You're going to get a chance at a World Series every year. Freddie wanted an easier life. Freddie wanted a more. He was wor- Here's the other thing, too. Got news for you, gang. If you want to live in somewhat anonymity and you don't want a big spotlight on you, then stay in a smaller market. Not that Atlanta is a small market, but there's certain markets that you can kind of hide in. Giambi found that out when he went from Oakland to New York. That's a different beast. Roger Maris found that out, right? When he went to New York, St. Louis, it's a different beast. A little bit different. Carl Crawford found that out when he went from Tampa to Boston. A little bit different. Freddie goes to L.A. Freddie Freeman's not even one of the five most popular players on the Dodgers. And Atlanta was the king. He was the... Atlanta? He was the bride. And L.A.'s not even a bridesmaid. You flower girl. Zero sympathy for Freddie Freeman, the flower girl. Freddie's folly. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Remember, follow, share, like, subscribe. Our platforms at Harpon Sports, Twitter, at Harpon Sports, Instagram, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Also, Harpon Sports, the YouTube page, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page, HarponSports.com. With our latest article up, check it out. It's good stuff. It is what? Building baseball back better. Now you can say that it's been a disaster. Build America back better. Build a better America. No, no, no. It's, it's infrastructure. There's one thing we can agree on. Infrastructure here in America, the projects rebuilding bridges and roads. It's a good plan. It's a great plan. It's needed. So we went through and told you it's going to take a decade, but how baseball can build back better. Check it out at harponsports.com. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.